A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Soil and water quality remain an issue that's top of mind for farmers, and they're always trying new things to help be a part of the solution in improving the soil and water health. I'm Alice Lund for the Midwest Farm Report. Bob Uphoff is the vice chair for Yahara Pride Farms, and he also farms just outside of Madison. Bob shares more about the importance of conservation to him and the work that farmers are putting in behind the scenes to better the land and water. But first, he shares more about his farm just outside of the city and details some challenges he faces. We're located, uh, the home base of our operations located in the town of Dunn. Uh, we also uh, have land in the city of Fitchburg and the town of Blooming Grove as well. Uh, we are the closest hog farm to the state capital. Uh, we are actually located within three miles of the South Beltline Highway. So uh, we are a very close operation, but uh, the nice thing about it, we've been there since 1866. So I suppose you've seen a lot of changes since then. Oh, we've seen lots of changes, and we've seen the, uh, a lot of growth go on. And, of course, uh, Madison and the surrounding community have continued to grow, especially here in the last few years. Uh, we're continue to see it. But uh, we're very fortunate in that in our township there, uh, we were the first township in the state of Wisconsin to develop a purchase of development rights program in the town of Dunn. And what that has to date is that we've uh, protected over 4,500 acres of farmland in the township. So it can't be touched? So it cannot be developed. It can be used for open space, agricultural use, and that type of deal. In addition to that, there's been some other partners that have come in. And, uh, and again, uh, that uh, we actually, even that close to the Beltline, we've got a, a fair amount of la- agricultural land that's open. And, uh, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of people come out on the weekends from the city and bike through it. So how do these types of agreements work then? How do you get that ball rolling? Well, basically with the, t- with the town of Don is that basically there's an application process. You can, uh, can approach them. And then from there on, then they kind of evaluate and, and work uh, uh, to, to see how it stacks up with the other applications that come in. And then uh, from there on, uh, then it depends on the cost share and the deal. We've, had, we've been able to receive money from the USDA and, and their uh, farmland preservation programs to help uh, offset the cost. But see, our township also has a tax and that uh, on the assessment of everybody's property and so the people themselves have said we want to pay to protect farmland. Really what other kind of response have you seen from people that live in that urban area on protecting the farms around Madison? Well I think what we've seen I mean people are always amazed when they come down and and all of a sudden they hit a a rural area that close to Madison and they just say how how did it happen or when's it going to develop I mean and that's the question we get when's it going to develop and we kind of tell them probably not in anybody's lifetime that we know of. Now, what other challenges do you face being that close to the city? Well, of course, you're going to have the, you're going to have some of the urban challenges. Again, you got people that don't quite always understand farm equipment is slow moving. Uh, we we have the same challenges anybody has across the state as far as how people pass the equipment and everything. Traffic is is picking up a little bit from what it used to be, so you've got to be cognizant of what's going on. You kind of watch when the rush hour traffic is is coming through. So, you know, it we try to all work together. And that's the key. We're trying to work together. Do you find that there's some sort of educational aspect along with your farm being that close to the city? Well, there's, there is. Uh, generally, we have most of our hogs inside, but we do have a couple of lots that are outside uh, that uh, has some of the breeding stock on. And it's just fun to watch the people stop with their children in the back seat and they want to look at the pigs. Now, pivoting a little bit, you are a steward for conservation, I take it. 
having known the farm uh, all these years and having it in the family for you know a long time, 160 years or better, uh, we learned that uh, we want to respect the land, and that's been our goal all the time. And we hope that we can pass it on to the next generation better shape than what we, we got it. And uh, so it's been our efforts to do that. At the same time, I want to tell the public that an awful lot of farmers are doing a lot of right things and that we are really the key. We're the solution to some of these challenges we got to the climate and to the water quality. We're the solution. We're not the problem. And I think that's the way that a lot of folks are starting to look at it. What are some of the things that farmers are doing behind the scenes that people don't realize they're doing to protect our land and water? Well, I think, first of all, people don't realize the movement that we've had away from uh, full-width tillage into more conservation-type tillage practices. We're, you know, even though we, we're fully no-till, but there's others that who have tried to leave more residue. Uh, they're looking at the conservation practices. Uh, most farms all have nutrient management plans, whether they're they're filed with a government agency, you know, at, you know, a dollar plus a pound nitrogen. No one's going to waste it, I can assure you that. Now, are there any challenges that come with trying to be a part of the solution? Well, I think the thing what you're trying to do here is you're, you're, you're trying to help educate others. And I think sometimes the, the frustration we have is that people that don't understand what's going on will make uh, comments that uh, somehow gets the attention of everybody else and they're not true comments. And then, then we have to try to rebuttal them and try to explain to, no, that's not the story. This is really what's going on out here in the land and what the farmers are, are trying to do. Again, you have to remember that we're, we're private businesses, but we make our living off the land, and we are not going to screw that land up to screw up our living. Now, going with that, you were one of the original uh, founders of the Yohara Pride Farms. What decisions went into creating that group? Well, I think the thing is we were approached by a, by a group here in Madison that was trying to take a look at how they could kind of begin to make some impact as far as to the water quality, positive impacts to the water quality in the Madison Lakes. And they were trying to figure out how we could work with agriculture. And so that kind of was the what kind of kicked us off. And so we, we saw the opportunity, and once we began to uh, build a little momentum here within, within the farm community, we realized there that we had quite a program and a lot of farm support. And I tell you what, we've done a wonderful job in, in the, since 2011 here with the farmers here throughout the watershed. Uh, will it change the water quality? No, not overnight, because the water quality didn't change to the state that it is right now overnight. So it's going to take time, but uh, the positive impacts we're making have. Uh, there's a lot more green, there's a lot more cover crops than there has ever been in this area. Now as a farmer, what are you doing to sort of carry out the goals of the Yahara Pride Farms? Well, we've got a couple things. With the hog operation, uh, we with our liquid manure system, we do have the low disturbance of manure incorporation, and that actually works hand-in-hand with the no-tilling that we're doing as well. Uh, we have done uh, some work with the cover crops. Again, that still is a learning curve in our operation. Uh, we do not remove much residue because we do not have the cattle side of things, so all our corn residue stays on the field, all our soybean residue stays on the field. So, uh, so we have all that, and so that's what we get to deal with. So sometimes the cover crops don't quite work to our advantage as we like to think because we're so far north and we can't get a crop off so early. Now being a member of the Ahara Pride Farms since its inception 10 years ago what kind of uh, improvements I guess have you noticed on your land and in the area? Well, I think as you drive through the watershed here, especially as you come through in the early spring, you'll actually see the amount of green that's greening up around. Uh, the northern part of the watershed is 
a heavy dairy population and so of course you'll have the silage removed in the fall to have to have the manure application but because of the implementation of the cover crops along with that uh, silage and the manure application in the fall this area just greens up where normally you wouldn't see that happening until about May. Well, it sounds like a good opportunity to get farmers involved in being a part of the solution, as you mentioned. And also, it sounds like a good way for you being so close to the city to show people that farmers are really making a difference. Is there anything else, Bob, that I'm missing out on that you'd like to add about being one of the only farms that's that close to the Madison area still or about the Yahara Pride Farms? Well, I think, first of all, I I just want to emphasize that the Yahara Pride Farms is really a is a a true conservation effort here on behalf of agriculture here through this watershed and that the farmers really are committed and they are really trying to do a lot of new technology taking a look at different things and and on the field days we're having today as we as we look at what what no long-term no tilling has done into a soil pit as we looked at as we reviewed that to the modern technology that we're witnessing here this afternoon out here in the field. Bob Uphoff, vice chair for your Har Pride Farms and a farmer in the town of Dunn with a look at how farmers are implementing practices to address soil and water quality issues. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund.